Gaz with the minefields. Issue 176. Semorellis. Reporting. What's up, brother? Not much, man. It's a brand new resort. Brand new. It's a new day, if you will. It is a new day. I keep hearing that, like, often. It's like the fourth time in the past, like, two days I've heard that reference come up. And certainly miss the new day. The real new day. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, Joshua Michael here, uh, urging you never to put a whole habanero in one omelet. And we're not going to discuss that, but just learn from your elders. I'm 40 years old. Don't do it. At least not. At least not after your mid thirties, apparently. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, we. Uh, Habane- habaneros are a young man's game. Habaneros are a young man's game. <laughs> 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 uh, new shirt idea. <laughs> I think that would sell. Actually, that'd be funny. It is a young man's game. I remember uh, first time I had a habanero was in uh, ninth grade, and my Spanish teacher gave everyone. She made some um, ceviche, and then she had a like two habaneros and gave everyone a little piece, like like just like a little square. And all uh-huh. all the white kids got sick at the end of the day. Uh-huh. And I'm I'm not saying anything in terms of like race here. I'm talking like all the brown people were at least used to like some sort of spiciness. The Filipino people, the Thai people, the Mexican people like me had a little piece. Didn't affect me. It was hotter than hell. However, all the poor white kids that never had a habanero, like like I saw a couple of them and heard a couple of them barfing that that day. So, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, we got new era coming up. Got to make sure we push that immediately. Got to get them butts in the that's seats. True. That's true. As we do, as we do. Yeah, we uh, put out uh, a couple days ago our uh, main event for the next show, Eye of the Storm, part dose. Going to be Royce Isaacs wrestling Logan for the New Era Heavyweight Championship. I had a really good idea for that. We'll talk about it off camera, by the way. and We just got on camera. I know. Hopefully we remember. But uh, yeah. Discussing the Marvel DC movies, man. Like, uh, it's 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 a difficult thing to discuss because there's always so many schools of mind that want to chime in, and obviously ours are best. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But when it comes to people that are like in a really good pop culture, like you and I have a, like insanely good collections when it comes to magic cards and pop. Todd McFarlane, you know, action figures comic books in general like vintage dvds um it's you know it's it's we spend our money on a lot of stuff (laughs) yes we yes we do and um but we also educate ourselves like uh you and i always do deep dives like i know that you you do deep dives in comics like on your end there and my end too like i'll just suddenly report to you that yeah i just spent the whole week reading silver surfer comic books and totally forgot to read all my books and like read them within like two hours before we started recording but um when it comes to the movies uh you, okay. were, you were saying how much you enjoyed ant-man yeah i enjoy, really enjoyed ant-man and the wasp quantum mania uh this weekend it took my wife and child out we enjoyed uh shazam 2 fury of the gods thought it was a great movie freaking lots of fun very uh it definitely was a definitely was a sequel to the first one, obviously, but it played off of it and really it was a good movie. In and of itself, it was good. You know, then you 
you know, you turn around for the last several movies and, you know, you keep hearing about all these, uh, how these are box office flops and how nobody's going to these movies. Freaking, it's a, it's an interesting idea to think as to uh, why, you know, when these movies are, you know, like I said, well made, they're, you know, definitely continuing the, uh, the sagas, both in Marvel and DC. But you see both of them, uh, both of them apparently suffering as far as the, uh, the box office dollars go. Yeah, but they're not Ben Affleck Daredevil movies, man. And at the same time, though, you have to factor into the in, into the equation here that we have not experienced yet, and uh, this just popped in my head, is that the the Big Lebowski was a box office flop. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the best movies that's been ever been made, and it like it picked up in DVD sales, and obviously, but. What if just because it's not a box office blockbuster that made, you know, the company a billion dollars worldwide that it's not worth as much? But um, that that's neither here nor there. Uh, what we were talking about earlier was my argument was when it came to Ant-Man was that they they simply didn't pick a good enough baddie for, to continue this, you know, the, the, the fourth, the fourth, we're going on four, right? Um, this is this is Phase Four, but it's the third Ant Man movie. Third Ant Man movie, Phase Four, main bad guy that we're going against is Kang. Was it Phase Five now? I can never remember. It, it's close enough. Either way, <laughs> either way, uh, I, I'm I, I argued a couple uh, weeks ago off camera that I don't think that most people have that are into all of the comic book movies that are funding this billion dollar industry that are. The Daredevil, um, I'm sorry, uh, Deadpool variant cover buyer of every single one, but don't read it, have every single pop, the t-shirt, have the literacy necessary to enjoy or the patience to do any sort of research uh, into Kang. And even me, like, that knows a lot about Kang, I I get really, really burnt out the second time you tell me, the first time you tell me it's a time travel anything, and... But that doesn't make it bad, and then but you were talking about DC as well. Yeah, no, it's uh as far as the Kane th- the Kane thing goes, like I I can I can see your point about how it's a lot of a lot of lore that you're trying to fit into, you know, a three hour show or a three hour movie or a uh, or a two hour movie, two and a half it's hours. Not familiar enough, or like true. But you got to look at the first. If you go, if you want to use that though, there's a lot of these villains that have been utilized that aren't that are substantially less household names. But we had Thanos as the background. But we had Thanos as the background. True, but like at the same time though, you had like like Ghost from the first Ant Man movie. Ooh, love Ghost. I, I hadn't, but but I, how much did you know about Ghost before? You know, they got they announced that Ghost was going to be the bad guy for the movie. I knew that it wasn't the Ghost from the comics, but it, it looked like him. <laughs> but um, it, you know that, or freaking a Yellow Jacket wasn't a not a not exactly a grade A top tier villain. A lot of these villains they're utilizing aren't huge names or have nearly the lore as you know, like for every. For every Thanos or freaking even Kang the Conqueror, I put Kang probably on the same level as like Ultron. Mm-hmm. Personally, as far as like you know, villains that are movies that are used in the movies. That's still but like we've me. also had 
What's that? That they did Age of Ultron like a year after they did the Age of Ultron uh, twelve issue series that was nothing like completely different from what the movie was, and we'll, we'll we we uh, talked about it before. But um, mm-hmm. are you saying that like maybe the market's getting saturated? I wouldn't say the market's getting saturated. I was just saying we were you know like you said it was freaking there was always a hype towards you know, that big Thanos and since freaking like ever since, you know, freaking Avengers Endgame, there hasn't been a huge big bad until, you know, it looks like it's going to be Kang. But I think the big thing with Marvel right now is really the acquisition of Fox. Like for all the, all the stuff we've been given, you know, I really personally, I really love Shang-Chi um, the last Spider-Man movie, I think, was you like the, I think Spider-Man, freaking uh, No Way Home was the last movie that was really loved by everybody as far as okay. freaking the movies came out. But you know that was playing off a lot of nostalgia and a lot of established characters. Um, but the thing now is that they're freaking everybody's. You know, we're all sitting here. We're waiting for. You know, the Fantastic Four movie. We're waiting for the X-Men to come out. We're waiting for Deadpool to come out. And nobody, you know, substantially less people care about the next Ant-Man movie. Or, you know, Eternals or Shang-Chi or Doctor Strange. You know, because we're all just sitting here, you know, waiting and hoping that the Fantastic Four is going to be an amazing movie. Or that the X-Men movie isn't going to suck. Right. Or that Deadpool is going to continue to be exactly what Deadpool was at Fox. You know, that's that's what we're all we're all sitting back here just kind of waiting for those to come out. And substantially less people are caring about these other franchises they're trying to build right now. Man, I've always wanted an X-Man tattoo, man. I've, I've wanted the X like like I belong you should the, get it. Like at the school. And I should. And you're a hunt. You're like we always say, gimmicky. You know you're not wrong, but you are so freaking right right now, man. <laughs> Give us the X Men. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. We all we all want to know who the team's gonna be. We want to know who the big bad's gonna be. Freaking, we want that. That's what we're waiting for. We're all just sitting back waiting for Fantastic Four and X Men. We want these Fox properties that freaking they, you know didn't do right by and we want them done right we want we want marvel to save their own franchises basically like they did with spider-man like freaking the original spider-man trilogy was great up until the third one and then freaking i personally was a big fan of the amazing spider-man i really enjoyed the chemistry with andrew garfield and emma stone andrew garfield is hands down my favorite amazing spider-man nice colin too by the way you know Oh, awesome. But yeah, they freaking, but you know, those ones weren't box office, you know, they didn't freaking burn the bank down. They they weren't, they didn't make money hand over fist and freaking Marvel revitalized Spider-Man with Tom Holland. We haven't had a bad Spider-Man movie since they come out. No, we have not. Uh, I got I do do got to say real quick though, that edge of the Spider-Verse is hands down my favorite Spider-Man movie of all time. Like, like I just, I've watched that a hundred times. I, I felt, nice. I've fallen asleep to it a million times. Just, just, it, it, it soothes me. Like 
like the music, like the integration of all the different uh, Spideys across the multiverse, and it didn't feel like some BS cash grab. And we've talked about it in terms of the art, but um, mm-hmm. but your your point is just give us what we want. Yeah, and that's that's the thing is that it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be a good what two years before we get either of them. Mm. And freaking, I kind of I kind of am thinking that we're gonna keep going with this downward trend with Marvel until then. I think the people want a freaking, they want their Fantastic Four. We want their X Men. You know, we got a glimpse of it in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness with Professor X and Reed Richards in there. Right. But like, we want we want full bore. We want Marvel to do right. We want Marvel to take this these franchises that were theirs that they had to sell in the nineties when freaking business was down. And, you know, the you know, Fantastic Four have never had a good movie. The X Men were hit or miss at best a lot of the time. Correct. And freaking you know, we want them to we want the movies done right you know freaking we can all i think we're all going to come up with a million ideas as to what done right qualifies as but you know we want we want the x-men we want the fantastic four and we're not going to settle for anything less 100 and freaking i think the box office is going to show that until freaking we get those movies either like i said fantastic four x-men or deadpool will be the next huge win for marvel Fifth time's a charm. Freaking. Yeah. I remember. And uh, thing is. Thing is what? Oh, I'll say. Thing is, it's, it's the same thing with DC. Because we're all just sitting back here, you know, for no matter how good the movies are going to be. You know, we got four more movies coming out, or three more movies after Shazam 2. And freaking, I think it's going to be the same thing because we're all just sitting here waiting for James Gunn. And we're waiting for Gunn. And freaking uh, Peter Saren, I think his name is, to unveil and start bringing out their movies. So I think they're starting in 2024. Like, we're wait, we got to get through uh, Aquaman. We got to get through Blue Beetle. Can't wait for and, Blue Beetle. And The Flash. You know, and freaking then we're going to get this brand new universe. And I think DC is going to suffer until we get to the gun, the James Gunn version of their universe. No, no, this you know, is no matter how good movies are, it's just gonna we're just gonna sit, you know, it's not gonna show in the box office until wanna, James Gunn comes out. I'm glad you made that clarification because uh we can complain as much as we want about the movies, but we're not actually complaining about them. We've enjoyed them all. Um it's it's just more about I don't care about box office draw. Not one okay. bit. I'm sure you don't either. Um however I do if I want a sequel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. But like, that's the whole. That's the, that's the only part of that matters to me. Is freaking. I, if I want a part three, you know, freaking. I if I enjoy a movie, I want to see the next part of the story. We're not saying the stories you are know? bad. We're we just obviously just like you said. We want to make sure it gets continued. But um, when it comes to what we want, like we want Fantastic Four and X Men, uh, but. Uh, also, uh, one of the things that uh, we were talking about off camera before we started was that before any of this happened with, you know, John Favreau kicking it off with Robert Downey Jr. was 
we wanted it. Okay, we've got an Iron Man movie. Okay, let's try it out. All the Marvel movies for that have been abominations other than Spider-Man. Um, the Cap, the Captain America movie, straight to VHS. The mm-hmm. Fantastic Four, Roger Corman movie, straight to VHS. Personally loved it. Incredible Hulk uh, returns, and the first uh, one was actually TV made. Uh, but it didn't have the clout that we really wanted because we want people to, and I think maybe the heart of what we're talking about right now is that we want people to enjoy the rest of the world to enjoy these uh, icons of comic bookdom the way we do. And yeah. they simply don't read the books, which is fine. They don't have to read the books. I, I, I don't look down on anyone that like, like, oh, I love the Deadpool movie. Oh, really? Do you have Deadpool issue one? Do you read every single one? Did you read the last one? Like, no, you can't do that to someone, man. Uh, a lot of times when people ask me what did I think about, oh, every time when uh, someone that's not in our inner circle uh, asked me what a what I thought of a comic book movie, I loved it. Why'd you like it? Oh, you know, the story was great, but what I really liked is that it's getting people to buy comic books. <laughs> Whether they're reading them or not, it's getting them to buy the actual physical form of what, like the, the, the heart and soul, the nucleus, um, uh, and all that. But yeah, give us Fantastic Four, give us X-Men, but before any of that, did we know, if you watched that Fantastic Four movie from the mid-90s, did you know Roger Corman made that? No. <laughs> like, no, I didn't. No. no. I mean, like, I didn't either. I mean, like, I know uh, I'm not some super movie buff, but people now know if it's a Kevin Feige joint, and now we're waiting for the James Gunn joint, and yeah. that matters now. Like, who's creating it? Who's who's responsible for the creation and the trust we have in it? Yeah. Gotta say though, man, and that, and not a lot of trust in James Gunn. Button heads with the Rock. Well, we'll see what ha- we'll see what happens with that, man. Freaking, it's a lot of a lot of news. It's a lot of stir. Could be, could be. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious. You know, how many times did we hear that Harry Henry Cavill was out of Superman, <laughs> and then he times. showed up at freaking Black Adam? That was the best part. <laughs> that was the best part. <laughs> There's some interesting stuff, man, freaking, but, uh, I mean, we'd heard about that off and on for years. Same with Ben Affleck as Batman. You know, who's to say, freaking, we're not going to turn around and they're not still going to, oh, we worked out a deal at the 11th hour. You know, kind of, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's wrestling 101, man. You want to create a stir, you got to create, you got to have a little bit of a scuffle between two people. You got to throw that... That little bit of that cup of water in that poor little kid's face. <laughs> Start the that poor little kid was like a thirty-two year old man, <laughs> just wearing his his uh, Walmart AW belt. Yep, exactly. <laughs> that just was for his effect. girlfriend. That wasn't his mom. It was his girlfriend. It was a total total work. It was, but <laughs> but yeah, no. I'm just saying, man. Freaking. <laughs> You want to create some, you want to create some buzz around something. You make a little bit of controversy, and bam, people are people are listening because they want to know what's going to happen next. They want to know what the uh, the latest dirt that is dished is. Man, remember you that know, who's saying what about who? Remember that time you and I got in that little kerfuffle. 
backstage at New Era when with Cody, and we just escalated. And next thing we know, we were surrounded. By oh yeah, <laughs> like 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 you and I were screaming at each other, and Cody right back and forth, and like we did it. Like I've never been so well part of a work before, and like mm-hmm. uh, Logan was like, I was gonna beat you. <laughs> I was ready, <laughs> and I was like, I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> like, and that was just us screwing around backstage, but like that that's. I yeah. think that's the perfect little like indie to mainstream. Like you build the the even the smallest kerfuffle. Like we're calling mm-hmm. it just a little a skirmish backstage. Yeah. Anything anything to do with the uh a public appearance. You know, can be uh can be drastically altered by saying the right or the wrong thing and freaking you know, all of a sudden something that's not cared about is talked about quite a bit. Correct. So who's to say freaking they're not? That's not the entire plan the whole time. It's freaking, oh, we don't want to use this guy. He made this movie and it sucked and we're never going to bring it back. Oh, hey, here he is, brother. And then. And we all love him because he's back and he he beat the system. He beat the system and we're leaving the theater. It's The Rock showed back up. He had publicly hated on Feige or. Anyone to deal with James Gunn. James Gunn, and we're leaving the theater, and we're having a good time, and I get that text message on Instagram that's like, this just in, Todd McFarlane, limited edition, The Rock, <laughs> like, uh, action figure. There, there actually is a new one out at Target. I did see it. Yeah, I saw it too. Yeah. But I know what's going to happen, and then we're going to be like... Well, let's go to see Target's open. Exactly. I'll be right there next, right next to your Azrael. <laughs> yep. Yeah, my girlfriend. Across your reverse flash. My girlfriend found one for me. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, she uh, she hooked it up. It's coming in the mail. I'm super excited. She found a cheap one. She found nice, she nice. she found one for forty five, as because I think. At that little comic con we went to, like I think I shunned one for forty five because I could get it for, or was it fifty? It was it was definitely twenty over like MSRP, and mm-hmm. freaking yeah. yeah, like any anywhere on eBay, anywhere from fifty mm-hmm. to freaking ninety. She's like gold, Azrael. She found it. I'm super stoked. Should have got it from the guy from Cobalt for twenty bucks. He didn't have it. <laughs> you just got to give him a wink. He didn't have it, man. Freaking uh, like uh, I had a real bad day there at work, and uh, I got off work, and uh, she asked me to call her, and, and I was giggling. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Why are you giggling?" And I was like, "Cause I had a bad day, and what really kind of made me laugh throughout the day was Tony going, you disgust me.'" <laughs> like 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 it was like it was like it was one of those things when like you and your homie got that telepathic thing going and we were walking out and we're solid like 20 feet away and you're like i i I was walking ahead of you on purpose i was waiting for it (laughs) i was waiting for it Mm -hmm. and you disgust me like we were like we were like five miles away at at a red light you just you disgust me (laughs) 
Yeah. It's true. It's a good it's gimmick. True. It's a good gimmick, and I figured out how to <laughs> keep it going. Now we got to top it. <laughs> oh, no. Well, the eighth is coming up pretty quick. Oh, no. <laughs> well, two, two weeks away from Saturday. Two weeks from Saturday. You know those uh, tickets are still available over at NewEraProWrestling.com. $20. Yep, yeah, get them get them right then there. Boom. Yeah. Also, make sure you get there early because uh, our designer tickets were gone. You want your, awesome you want, your, you want your souvenir ticket? Like a uh, freaking yeah. like, Irene was like, uh, "We're minus X amount." I'm like, "Yeah, those are the four I took because I always take them, and uh, you know, for my collection." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then yeah, well, keep letting them in. Exactly. What was the uh, fire code at that place? I don't know. We're gonna we need to find that out for sure. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mentioned that. I mentioned that to my dad. I mentioned that to my dad, and he was like, "Well, how many people can fit there?" I'm like, "Well, I think we had like like three eighty for seats. We had four four thirty total. No, 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 no. plus for, uh, no, the actual actual seats. Oh yeah, no, it was yeah, it was under." It was like three fifty or something like that, and and um, someone was I was like yeah we asked like what the fire code was and the owners were like we don't know and my dad said f them just keep letting them in and I'm like I really really love my dad <laughs> f them f them it's their problem <laughs> you're not wrong it's <laughs> true that is true. But uh, <laughs> as we wind down on this uh, wonderful chat, uh, I'm I'm hoping, like just like you said, we get a good FF, good X Men, freaking. I hope uh, anything they do in DC isn't lost in the ether because they try to do something experimental. I really hope the freaking. Uh, what were you saying about the Flash movie? Uh, about po- the for the tester uh, audience. Well, parent, parent from. Well, that's that, you know, going to the controversy, you know, we've already talked about the uh, controversy with, you know, the star of the Flash and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I don't even really want to bring credence to that. No. You know, for what it is. But, um, freaking, apparently it was one of the highly highest tested uh, by audience movies that DC's put out. Which is interesting to think about when freaking, apparently everyone hates the star. But I think it kind of, again, leads credence to my theory that, you know, controversy, you know, breeds people wanting to wanting to check something out. I love so it. we'll see what happens with this movie. Freaking, you know, we got, you know, you know, definitely there, you know, Michael Keaton being back in there is definitely a reason to to check it out. Oh, yeah, okay. 100%. Normally, I'm not a big fan of a. Normally, I don't want to miss movies for freaking kind of stuff like this, but I didn't like him as a Flash anyway, and freaking now I've got even less reason to like him. So, well, he wasn't a detective. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't freaking. He wasn't Barry Allen. He wasn't Barry. <laughs> he ain't no Barry. But, uh, but that's for sure. This also re- leads uh, credence to my theory that Germans love David Hasselhoff. Okay, my interest is peaked. Why are we talking about David Hasselhoff? Old Norm Donald joke. 
Cheers to you, Norm. Hmm. They'll get it, don't worry. I'll send you the link afterwards. It's one of those okay. one of those old school I've seen I've seen dirty works. It's about all I got. Yeah, Norm McDonald, like he had the Something about a swizzle stick. He had oh, Right up <laughs> Yeah, yeah, of course I got it. Um <laughs> I know. I know. Uh he had the uh uh, he it's almost a year that we lost him, man. Like yeah, uh, but uh, freaking uh, trying to think. Like, all right, so new movies. We got good comic books to talk about, man. Freaking, I didn't even ask you. Like, we went straight into. The, how was your week, man? Like, like we went straight into business tonight, man. Yeah, no, it was a it was a good weekend. Just kind of hung out, freaking. Went out and grabbed some comic books. Freaking, I uh, ended up meeting up with my um, my Iron Man guy because you know I have to have an Iron Man guy. Yeah, you have an Iron Man guy. Got uh, some got some classic issues. I'm now officially two issues away from having the first ten Iron Men. Wonderful. From uh, the first set, so I'm really excited about that. Man, I love that. I love that man. Just freaking. When I was getting all my first McFarlands, you were like. Hell yeah. Like, yeah. You, you've got a couple of them, but freaking, you've got one or two that I don't have, but freaking, it's it's celebrating your bro, and freaking, we gotta go find that. Um, I did want to say officially on camera, uh, and recording, um, that I have a list. I will have every show. I thought you tell us about that you got a girlfriend. Oh yeah, I got a girlfriend. <laughs> Yeah. And she's real. And she's real. And there's a taxi during We haven't seen her. We haven't we haven't we haven't seen her or heard her or anything like that, but we assume she's real. Oh, she's in Canada. Uh <laughs> <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> one of those Canadian girlfriends. Yeah. She can't make it because she's got this like modeling gig and <laughs> <laughs> She, she models, models beaver pelts in the Canadian wilderness. Oh, Jesus, man. Are you doing How I Met Your Mother? Because I get that, too. <laughs> oh, actually, that, that, that was, I just made that one up. Yeah, I've never seen an episode. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's a... I, I, I run across a few clips every now and then. I find a good one. But, uh, freaking... Nice. Yeah. Um, what the hell were we talking about? <laughs> Your imaginary real girlfriend. Uh, her name's Sherry. She's great, man. Uh, she's into, nice. ta- she into taxidermy. Uh, the only goth keeper. Nice, nice. Yeah, she's she's sweet, man. She's sweet. That's good. Now back to comic books. Back to comic books. <laughs> stop talking. Stop being a queer and talking about your girlfriend. We're talking about comics. <laughs> 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 what do we got for no i was trying to tell you that i've i made the i made the list man i i've got like uh i told you i got a couple of these black books uh moleskins from work yeah. but uh i mm-hmm. uh i just uh okay i got a couple of them so uh i made one that's just the list 
This is nice. my this is my to do list, and but I got so, another one. How many, how many pages? How many pages is your current list? Uh, it's about fifteen. Oh Jesus! It's about fifteen. It's mine's small. like a page and a half, that front and back. There's a bunch of uh, this, year's, this year's list. I made the mistake of the my last moleskin was uh, graph. The the graph gridding. Um, mm-hmm. It was like I'd get like excited and like did I just pull that out and like no I, I got it. It's bigger. It's a uh, it's student lined, not collegiate nice. lined. And uh, I gotta have every single She Hulk of all time. Yeah, you want to go to freaking Kapow, man? They had quite a few when I went there last week. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I want them all. I some, some savage, some sensational. Probably some of the newer stuff, but you've already got quite a bit of the newer stuff. Yeah, from the current one. I need uh, four and five. I need four and five. Oh, nice. And uh, but uh, yeah, I mapped out the whole thing, and of all the major She-Hulk uh, events and um, like when, you know, Thanos, you know, broker, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, little things like that, but all the, you know, sensational, I, I got to have, like, if, I, if I'm going to have the Jennifer Walters School for Wayward Artists, it's got to mm-hmm. have every single one. And uh, just uh, yeah. spaced out, you know, uh, I still, got, we still got to go to my, uh, we still got to go to my freaking uh, storage unit. Um, oh yeah, we had to clean that out, and uh, nice because there's some new mutants there that got your name on it, and um, yeah, got to get those. Got all my spawns and spideys that listed that I need, and um, you know, preachers, Sandman, those you know those. I think the last venture, if I get like a couple hours, is to map out every single vertigo. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah, that was the original thought when we first started talking about the list. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and but I knocked out probably a quarter of it at the flea market. Oh yeah, freaking uh, yeah, he's got freaking uh, Mike over there's got an amazing freaking. Dollar slash fifty cent bin. Yeah, and he's still. Uh, we got to go back there and let him know, like, hey, you know, bring out more vertigo. We'll figure it out. It's true. It's true. Oh, those books, man. They're they're not bad. They're just. I don't want to say obscure. They're just you know. I don't want to say they're indie books. I mean, because they got the vertigo logo on it, but they're definitely challenging books that last any. They're unique from- individual snowflakes. The reason why we're friends. <clears throat> you found some weird goth guy asleep on a, in a, I don't know, like, how did we meet again? Like, I was asleep in a urinal, and you're like, yo, wake up, I gotta pee. Do you like comic books? Uh, I don't. I I know that's a reference too. I can't remember which one it's been. <laughs> I know that's a reference. <laughs> no, you thought I was going to beat you up if I remember correctly. No, I, I, well, I definitely thought you and Cumby hated me, man. Freaking like uh, that one dude who sucks was like, y'all should be on his podcast, and like he like put me on the spot and like. 
Like, I definitely wanted you in my show, but, like, he made it seem like it was a thing. Like, but, like, I was something that was over, and I'm not. I'm just this guy that played the, the songs at the at, at the freaking show, and you're like, who the hell is this guy? And freaking, like, nice to meet you, say hello. And you and Cumby looked at each other, he looked at me, and I'm like, well, have a good day. <laughs> was about it, yeah. <laughs> and the rest is history. Exactly. What do you want to do first, man? Three years, three years later, I'm still on this stupid show. <laughs> well, uh, let's let's uh, let's start off with what's in the box, man. Freaking gotta, gotta hit the show, hit the ground running with what's in the box. Right, let me go first, man. I'm pretty proud of this. Oh, okay. Uh, my uh, Vertigo set of the long cards. Oh, okay. Including, I'm only missing one, no, two chase cards. Of the, remember when they were doing the freaking, oh, wait, did I let you see that? I'm looking, I wasn't looking at it. Uh, kind of hard because the lighting's weird. Yeah. But I got the death card. Okay. The nice. holographic death card. Like the, like, so you get like a card set and you get, you know, get the sleeves and there's nine to the the page but this is six to a page so longer like the spawn cards and each one has just illuminations of all the best artwork from the covers like a uh, glenn fabry uh from hellblazer um a lot of the good salmon art um shade the changing man uh each one each six or you know, each six, you turn the page, and it's Black Orchid, or Salmon and Mystery Theater, Doom Patrol. Some of them, they only do in threes, Books of Magic, Abigail Arcane, Swamp Thing, some random chase cards in the back from Hellblazer. Um, all just, like, the epitome of, like, what was goth to me when I was a kid. It wasn't Interview with the Vampire. It was books. It was art. Yep. It was New Orleans, and uh, that's one of my prized possessions, man, is that set, man. Nice, nice. That's awesome, man. Got, got it at the flea market here in Colorado Springs or uh, at a place we're not going to tell you anymore, because you want to put this place over or just set the challenge up? Yeah, just set the challenge up. Let them find it their own. I'll figure it out, I'll or they won't. <laughs> We'll get there before then. Nice. And, do. and leave with a bunch of vegetables and fruit. We'll split up and have enough for salsa. And did you guys use any of that I gave you? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. It was good. Freaking, uh, no habaneros, apparently. Yeah, no habaneros. On that not a whole, not a whole habanero, anyway. Nah. What you got? <laughs> All right, so as we've been talking, like, uh, currently, I am 74% of the way through my Iron Man run. Yes, sir. By my latest calculations. And they're only, they're, you know, Iron Man's a great book, great series. Freaking ran for quite a while, from 63 to 96, the original run ran. And there, but there are only so many key issues. You know, obviously, issue one, you know, First Iron Man issue, issue 282, first War Machine armor, you know, issue 55, first appearance of Thanos, 
But other than that, one of the biggest issues in all of Iron Man is issue 128, the demon in a bottle. Oh, you finally got it. I was finally able to pick that up this earlier this week. So freaking, uh, but I think uh, the demon in the bottle it run was actually about nine issues from issue one twenty through uh, one twenty nine, I believe. Can you Morse code? Can you Morse code blink? How much that cost? So Mrs. Morales doesn't hear. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> she can hear eyelids flapping. Damn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's one. Freaking uh, yeah, see that mom here. But yeah, no, um, yeah, finally was able to obtain this one, which other than, I think this is, with the exception of uh, 55, the first appearance of Thanos, this is the the last big, um, big issue I was really looking for. So really happy to have that one in the collection. And on top of that, was able to meet up with my, uh, my Iron Man guy today at a nondescript uh, Dairy Queen parking lot and picked up another couple of issues. Got issues uh, 8, 9, 13, and 25. Wonderful. So definitely uh, rounding out the earlier issues of Iron Man. Did you get a blizzard? So, uh, I did not, actually. I didn't have time. Freaking had to meet him after work, then run and uh, run and pick up my son from my parents' house and then freaking get home before... Yeah, before wrestling started and then ended up having to miss it to run out and get a get some presents for my son for his birthday coming up next week so oh thank you uh let me put that on my list but yeah no nah, man freaking uh, got some uh got some good uh iron man freaking get you know, finishing up the demon in the bottle storyline and that's uh what's in the box for the week that's awesome man but freaking, I'm not within 100 yards of a Dairy Queen without getting a blizzard, man. It's just not in my DNA, man. Nice, nice. Just got to get that blizzard. I don't Normally I would, man. Just freaking didn't have the, uh, didn't have the time to get it done today. But uh, uh, we signed up for DDP again. Uh, if you wanted to partake, uh, freaking... Oh, awesome. But you're you're part of a Planet Fitness now, right? At the moment, yeah. Yeah, uh, we should start playing a little bit more on that. Wanted to put it on uh, camera. Definitely. Wanted to put it on camera. Freaking, oh, sweet. Let's uh, figure that out because I'm up at five a.m. every morning now, and it's driving me nuts, man. I'll fall asleep at one and wake oh. up at five or six minutes. Drive me crazy. I did. Well, sleep's important. <laughs> you gotta get every every minute you can. Yeah, but I've come back in a lot of good, a uh, lot of fun stuff that don't need to be partaking into as much as I usually do. Namely, the good old Canadian mist. But freaking awake all the time now. But might as well for awake. Hit you up, freaking. I got the Planet Fitness subscription on. Nice, nice. Let's we'll figure that out, man. Sure. I'd figure it out, but uh, what do you want to do first, man? Like, uh, freaking. Uh, I kind of want to take point on Hellcat on this one, man. Hellcat number one was the sleeper on this one, man. I thought this one was going to be just. 
Like, from the cover alone, it just didn't hit me. But uh, after uh, reading a lot of Iron Man, um, not a lot. I, mean, I, probably, I probably caught, like, maybe six, seven issues in the past year and a half. Um, wasn't really my key, but they, okay. they start tuning in to her, uh, it's Kate, right? No, it's not Kate. Freaking, I don't know. Oh, okay. Really uh, Patsy, Patsy is her Patsy, first name. I don't Patsy. Remember. Uh, am I good or am I bad? And we tune in to little, probably four-year-old Patsy. Watching her dad getting kicked out of the house by her mom. And he's grabbing photos, packing a suitcase, and it's going to be all right, kiddo. And she's chasing him out to his truck. And her mom says just one word, weak. And dad, dad, good, bad. And he's going to be all right, kiddo. And... Next thing we know, we find Patsy in the back seat of a police cruiser, covered in blood. And she'd been investigating a murder, and the murder we see is probably one of the most gruesome corpses I've ever seen in a Marvel comic book before. Just how ripped up and turned to, like, hamburger he is. And she's going for the killer. Might be the guy she was on a date with. Now, oh, wow, okay. It's a romance comic. Well, she was originally a romance character. And you said that a couple months ago. And they reference mm-hmm. it multiple times. They're bringing it back to a good relationship that went bad. And as she goes back to the house that she grew up in, uh, freaking her mom is haunting the house. Her literal mom is a ghost in the house. This is an oh, Archie really? comic, man. <laughs> this, this is as silly as an Archie comic. And her mom is haunting the place. And the, the chick that her supposed boyfriend uh, had been scorned by for her was waiting for her there. And her mom's like, hey, you didn't see that coming? And she goes to, uh, uh, coincidentally, the demon in the bottle. She's got pills hidden. Okay. She's got booze. And she's hiding booze and pills from her ghost mom, her ghost nosy mom. And she knows there's more, there's more to what's going on here. And the clues lead to a very nice gentleman that is named Rick locked up in a psychiatric ward who is the sleepwalker and I pop for the sleepwalker every time he's one of my favorite early 90s characters back back in the day man like back remember when like demon's head and freaking ghost rider and um sleepwalker obviously death's head yeah. where, like like they brought back Dr. Strange even better in Johnny Blaze and like and, and another like just put in perspective if you weren't reading those books like Nomad and West Coast Avengers were killing it um yeah I, I obviously got the first appearance of Sleepwalker actually we're, we're bringing Buying it back that from my Iron Man guy actually 
That was it. You got the lemon. I get it. You want some salt too? <laughs> oh no! I'm tripping. I I I can be quite the salty bitch. Salty. But it's a romance comic, man. And he reveals he knows what's going on. But guess what? I'm crazy. Sleepwalker is no longer in my control. And also, I love you. And I'm like, I love a good romance comic, man. <laughs> These are so good. <laughs> they're, they're so good, man. It ends with uh, the, the flashback of the dad leaving for good. And be good, kiddo. Takes off in his truck. And she runs back into the house that she is now inhabiting. Like, she's living in a haunted house. This is great. <laughs> like, I freaking love it. Like, I even love the bad font for Hellcat. It's not the it's not the best, but it it makes me happy, man. I really enjoy this issue, man. Like, uh, I, I mean, not that I didn't enjoy anything we talked about or we're about to talk about, but freaking this one was my favorite one. This one was just like, out of nowhere, have a lot of fun. Love, hate, relationships. Ghosts, Hellcat, recently broken up with Tony Stark. Mm. Your turn, man. I know, kind of starting out, like, finishing off with a first one with a romance comic. There's a definite period that's very difficult for a transition. Like, you want to do some Hulk? (laughs) That's not a good transition, but no. What you got? Yeah, I don't know. I'm tapping out. I got nothing. Yeah, nothing. Uh, freaking, uh, oh, I got something. Let me see. Let's go with the freaking, let's go with Wildcats number five, man. Freaking, hell yeah. You know, going back to that 90s nostalgia you were just talking about. Freaking loved Wildcats when I was a kid. Freaking, uh, yeah, I know. We found uh, the end of the last issue, they ended up getting, uh, Grifter got himself murdered. And we've got, you know, we started out here. We got people. We got people. Everyone's investigating his old, uh, his old destroyed apartment, and they're not quite sure if it's freaking destroyed because he just lived in filth, or freaking somebody had ransacked the place. And they're trying to find out, you know, anything that's to do with what uh, who killed him. Yeah. And they find this random picture of this guy named Jason Halliday, and it turns out that their boss actually has a meeting with this Mr. Halliday and their business associates. So they're trying to question, you know, kind of question their boss as to what's going on. At the same time, they've got their, uh, cause they, the Wildcats are basically like a, uh, a black ops team that's run by this guy that runs this corporation, but he's got this public superhero team that he basically wants to show that's like the public face of his company, which is funny because a couple of members of the public team were part of the original Wildcats from the nineties, like Mr. Majestic and uh, Maul. And even one of their villains, Pike was in, uh, is in this team. So they're busting up this barn outside of Bellefontaine, Ohio. And they cause such a disturbance that Superman ends up showing up. And, uh, you know, the seven soldiers, which is the name of this team, they come out of the barn and they're Superman. And Mr. Majestic decides to try to talk things out with him because he's basically uh, a Superman analog. 
And, you know, when you put two people that are too similar alike and too much alike in the same room. Great choice of words. They can either be that best friends. Perfect. Hmm? Great choice yeah, of words. Yeah, they're the best friends. Great choice of words. Analog. That was great. That was perfect. And, or they're going to freaking start fighting. And sure enough, Mr. Majestic ends up punching Superman in the face. You know, and as we continue on, freaking, you know, he ends up getting put out by Superman. But we end up trying to get uh, more information on Jason Halliday from uh, Spartan, who's basically the CEO's right-hand man. Who, for people who know Wildcats, Spartan is actually a um, an android, basically. But he's got all these superpowers because you know he's a freaking robot, and he ends up having to cut the uh, conversation short because uh, he gets called he gets called out to uh, see what's going on with the seven soldiers. And as he as he, as he ends up going to Ohio, Superman freaking is kind of putting Mister Majestic in his place a little bit. And freaking Spartans, you know, basically, you know, hit Superman from behind. And at the same time, he's trying to tell him, like, hey, this is, you know, just let them be what they're, let them do what they're going to do. And he's like, I'm actually quite a fan of yours. Really? That's awesome. Yeah. And Spartans like, oh, yeah, I definitely enjoy your work. You know, it's an honor to, that's an honor to fight you, basically. And before they can kind of get, you know, too much into it, they end up, you know, teleporting away. But we eventually end up finding uh, Jason Halliday. And he's at this um, artist convention with this guy named Reno with green hair. And as they're driving away from this uh, the show, turns out that a member of the Wildcats called Cray is freaking uh, their driver. But as we're, you know, as they're trying to talk to Halliday, we find out that Reno is actually former Wildcats member Warblade. Awesome. And, you know, he's not, uh, he's definitely gonna, you know, kind of handle this situation, but at the same time, they end up driving their uh, limo Right into a semi truck, dude. The claws coming out of Warblade are gnarly. <laughs> Just oh, yeah. amazing. So then we end up going to a Peaceable Hill Cemetery in Star City, and we've got a uh, Maxine's there, but she's here to meet Priscilla, who was a uh, voodoo in the original Wildcat series. Is that the same voodoo that they did from the New 52? Because um, it is. I really loved that. Like, that was the one of the ones I really mourned that they got canceled right away. Yeah. Yeah, that is the one and the same, actually. So Maxine's meeting with voodoo to basically find out if Grifter is actually dead. You know, and as we go to his gravesite, you know, they basically end up ending with... Uh, them discovering that while this you know this is a dead grifter's body this is not their dead grifter's body Ooh. and as we uh 
I also go back to Cray versus Warblade. You know, they're fighting, and then um, Cray ends up getting her head cut off. And Maxine, who's basically their communications expert, ends up hearing them murder her. And we end up seeing... uh, Lady Tron. Yeah. yeah. Well, Lady Tron's Maxine, I believe. And then uh, Pike and this other lady that I actually don't remember what her name is. Freaking, they end up coming behind Warblade. And basically, it's... You know, they're letting people know that the uh, letting the people in charge know that there's a a mess that needs to be cleaned up. And we just see freaking Warblade Pike and this woman in this fiery inferno next to freaking Cray, whose codename is uh, Death Blows, uh, head, you know, severed head. And that's where the issue comes to an end. Dude, I love it. Thank you for getting me caught up on that one, man. I read one through three this this week, but we talked uh, briefly about Grifter dying. But the way this is this is going, man. Read the uh, original run of Wildcats, but like I don't remember it being this exciting, other than the art. And yeah. the art is great here, but. Obviously not Jim Lee. It's, it's, it's not '90s Jim Lee. It's not, but uh, the story the story's going in a great direction, and the the reason why I'm excited because we've had so many resets uh, for so long. I mean, like uh, freaking Flashpoint, New Fifty Two, Rebirth. Um, now we've got Dawn of DC. Dawn of DC. But like, I'm liking the short list here uh, of like it's not like every single one uh we got action comics 1051 superman number one uh john kent doom patrol harley quinn green arrow i can't wait for green arrow so i'm just waiting for green arrow to come back yeah, out man I'm, green arrow will be good i'm waiting to i might check out freaking doom patrol uh shazam once the first two seasons that was really good yeah penguin the fact that we now, I gotta say that you and I are authorized 100% to be pumped bigger than anyone about Penguin number one. After everything from uh, um, freaking uh, uh, One Bad Day and uh, everything that happened in the pages of it was a detective or Batman? Uh, when I want to say it was a B story detective when Penguin was. Uh, B story. B story detective. And his kids were fighting yep. over his. Uh, I never thought about Penguin having a child, let alone a multitude of his, children. His money and the control of the club. His estate. Yeah, I'm so pumped for Penguin. But I, I like the short list on this one. I, I love the short list on this one, man. Uh, freaking um, Flash, 795. We usually talk about Flash, but freaking... I gotta say, I don't have much to say about it. Yeah, no, we're just kind of working our way through the one-minute war. Yeah, um, I was kind of hoping, like, because it was the first time I noticed that they were talking about one minute point five or point six, and um, I'm loving it, obviously, because it's Flash. We we we've never found a bad issue of Flash. Uh, 
But um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you, the only thing I really want to talk about this one is the ending. Okay. The Flash Planet. Oh, yeah. Planet Flash. We're, we're worried that uh, Wally... It's Wally, right? Because I always get him confused. Yes. Uh, yeah, Wally, Wally's the one that died. Wally's dead, and we've got this new caper that is two issues long of them planning of how to bring him back and how to, you know, destroy these guys that just showed up on Earth. And now we've got Planet Flash. And I felt justified in talking, just flash forwarding to the the end of this because it was a big setup. I mean, Barry was doing his best. Um, everyone was doing everything they could. And we've got the, the hint that, you know, Wally's never coming back. But, uh... It's been a big two-issue setup. Mm-hmm. And now we've got... This reminded me of how excited I got when... Uh, what was it when uh, he was contained in that planet? Like, this is like two years ago. Um, when the kids first helped. And Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gemworld or whatever it was. Yeah, and... Now we've got something that's establishing, because I feel like I feel like Flash has been like a background character for a little bit, because Nightwing's been so good. Okay. And whatever's happening here, I want this to continue. I want more Speed Force. Um, uh, I gotta tell you, man. Uh, as I get bored at work and things are making me mad in the shoot job. Uh, I keep mm-hmm. I keep racing my reverse flash and my flash against Superman. <laughs> okay. And so I'm happy about this. Anything you got for this one, man? Yeah, no, it's a no, it's, it's a good heartfelt issue, man. Like the whole thing is, you know, Wally freaking, you know, wants to be there and wants to save his kids and ends up sacrificing himself and you know his fan. You know, his family is determined to get him back. And then freaking, you know, Linda looks at Barry and she's like, I know, like, I know this is, you know, you're telling everybody that we're going to get him back and it's not going to happen. And freaking, and Barry's like, yeah, he's a temporal anomaly. We don't, you know, it might work, but it might not. But I also want to point out how freaking awesome freaking Jay Garrick is. Oh yeah. Freaking. Yeah. Sneaking through this freaking alien freaking ship with a big gun on his back, just going ham because freaking sniping. Yeah, he's just, he's just gonna handle his business single handedly, saving the Flash family when they all get caught. He always comes in clutch. Freaking, he always yeah. comes in clutch. He's so great at it. Yeah. And freaking, you know, we got that. We got, you know, when the once, uh, you know, Garrick freaking, once he pulls the trigger and kind of gets everyone together, freaking Barry's over here just pounding this, the leader of these aliens, you know? And they get the aliens, he's like, you know, he's, he's like, you took everything from me. And he's like, no, not yet. And freaking, there you go. This guy's just got, like, this guy that just looks kind of like Mr. Sinister, just kind of like, oh, yeah. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to take everything from you. And freaking, we find, you know, like I said, we go into, you know, 
apparently freaking Wally's in this, what they're calling Flash or Planet Flash with a bunch of, I think they're all dead characters. Oh, they, these are all good characters. But before we get to that far, part, part, w- uh, Wally went, uh, not Wally, uh, Jay went full cable. <laughs> like, giant guns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> giant Big gun, guns. Old man, he was awesome. Oh, 100%. Like, like I, I love this shoot down here, man. Like, he, he just, one man army. And, and, and I remember pausing, because I was reading this earlier today, uh, went and got some tacos mm-hmm. at, at this taco place by my work, and I was like, one man army. Like, but like, one man army, but the rest of the dudes aren't just regular dudes. They're all speed force, like, and that, that are better at the speed force and the people that are trying to, like, like, steal it. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. and then we got Wally waking up. And yeah, these are all dead. Uh, I, I looked them up, man. Like, this is. Do you crazy. remember where they died? I do not remember. They died in they died in Heroes in Crisis. Ah! <laughs> and they were, I just freaking I was looking at it. All these characters died in Heroes in Crisis, and they were all killed by the freaking five minutes in the past or five minutes in the future. Wally West. That's awesome. And tomorrow, Todd McFarlane is going to say, "I am making all these into." figures and you're not going to pay your rent this month yeah yeah it's going to happen but then yeah, we, that's just life yeah but then we turn the page and then we get to this Donna DC hail to the Quinn baby Harley Quinn like I just can't stand it like it's just such pop culture fodder man like like the the, the redeeming factor for Deadpool for me was the uh, freaking after uh, it wasn't completely over when Daniel Way was doing Deadpool, uh, from mm-hmm. two thousand seven to I'm gonna say twenty eleven. No, no twenty. I moved here in twenty twelve. They finished twenty twelve. Um, but like they right before that ended, they started doing Deadpool Max, and not because mm-hmm. it was more brutal and more adult. It was just a a better story, and this just looks like some freaking cosplay crap man like and by cosplay crap i'm referencing it the way that uh the established workers talk about the trainees that just want to play cosplay they just want to look cool and they don't want to put the work in and this just looks like crap to me man this is like we should be listening to freaking i don't know metallica but everyone else thinks that uh, uh, Nickelback is metal. <laughs> Turn the page. Oh, so you're, you're gatekeeping. Gotcha. Okay. Don't you hate me? I'm helping them. Just saying. I'm helping them. Are you, though? Are you, though? I'm talking about Harley <laughs> Quinn. I'm not guarding them from Metallica. I'm not guarding them from Megadeth. <laughs> like, you're, you're not real comic book fans. You just want to dress up in cosplay. Yeah, well. <laughs> just want to look cute in your little multicolored hair. Sometimes I really hate you. <laughs> yeah, you should. You really should. We're best friend for you. Yeah, I, I, I agree. So, like, the Harley Quinn stuff isn't my cup of tea. I'm not a huge fan. Like, 
I'm a, I was a big time Suicide Squad fan, and for, I still am. But freaking out, like the movies and whatnot, made it a point to get as many of the first appearances as I can at a reasonable price. And freaking, I still cannot bring myself to buy freaking the first appearance of Harley Quinn. Just not, not anything I'm interested in personally. I I don't even think I would pick it up if I found a wallet that had it in it at a bus station. Yeah, I. Made it a point to get all like I got King Sharks, I got Rat Catchers, Peacemakers, uh, freaking uh, Savants. I got quite a bit. I got quite a bit of them when the movie hit. Freaking, I got quite a bit of the uh, the first the first series too. The do first you, Suicide Squad movies. Do you Captain Boomerang? But no, that one's freaking. Old. That one's just that one's so old. It's old. It's freaking pricey. It's freaking. I'd love it. I love the portrayal of Boomerang, but freaking, I, and I liked uh, liked Margot Robbie as Harley. I thought it she did a really good job, but freaking, I just can't, I can't bring myself to freaking, I can't bring myself to pay that much money for a character I don't care about. You know, as much as I crap on her, man, but freaking, uh, her line in Suicide Squad when you never looked more beautiful when all the evil out of you is draining, like, or that's paraphrasing it. Uh, like when she told that story, I mm-hmm. have a terrible taste in men. My mom warned me. And killing kids ain't cool. <laughs> like, yeah. like that whole scene. What was that? That was probably that was probably fifteen whole minutes. Just her, the escape, yeah. the escape. Her getting the taxi. Freaking mm-hmm. Idris Ilba is ready to rock and roll and she's yeah that was one like when she's watching him die i mean mm-hmm. like like the the contrast the contrast completely she just wanted to get laid she was super turned on by this guy and she didn't realize he was like a genocidal maniac and she got what she wanted but then when yeah. she realized what was really going on she did not hesitate that was mm-hmm. That that scene when she's breaking out was almost as great as the freaking lobby scene in the Matrix. Yeah, that was pretty solid. I'll give you that. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, yeah. By, uh, by the way, just uh, real quick for you minefielders out there that are into uh, anything that is uh, English, uh, they uh, speaking of Idris Elba, they are about to release a uh, Luthor uh, movie. Uh, Luthor is a uh, really amazing crime uh, drama. I think there's like two seasons, maybe three, because the Britons keep it uh, really nice and tight. But uh, freaking, it ended on a cliffhanger with our favorite detective in jail who has been aided and abetted by a serial killer that he could not catch and got off on a technicality. And it starts off with that. Great TV show. I think it was on Hulu. Um, a couple of years ago, I was watching it with my mom. But, um, yeah, Luthor's coming out, the movie. Idris Elba. Nice. One of the best guys ever, man. I, I, I think he's one of the best actors of all time. Awesome. No, I'm a big fan of Idris Elba. He's freaking great in most everything he does. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, just no, a TV yeah. show, man. 
Banoff. Captain Boomerang's first appearance was Flash 117, uh, December 1960. Oh, Jesus, man. My dad was like freaking like five months old, man. How much is it? Yeah. I didn't I didn't look at the price yet. I freaking was just kind of looking at the issue. It's a house. But yeah, that one, I don't have a... Nah, that's not that bad. I'd say under a grand probably, but pretty close to a grand. And then uh, Polka Dot Man is Detective Comics 300. How bad is that one? I didn't look. But it's like those ones in Harley are the big, big ones I don't have. I definitely get the other two first. Well, uh, one of the things I love about Minefields is that we have been working our way up and upgrading as much as we can. We uh, worked on a couple of uh, technical things we've been working on before we started recording. But uh, one of the things that we have definitely done, and I'm only saying this to inspire you, is that we have upgraded our comic collections like no other in the past almost three years. And freaking, I honestly, I'm only bringing it up, I never would have thought I would have had such a comic book collection um, and experiences if not had we been walking through minefields. Like, legit, man. Yeah, no, I can definitely agree with that. Legit. No, definitely, man. It's kind of, you, want to find, uh, you want to find the best books, you want to find the stuff you like, freaking, that's how you do it. Find a buddy and go on the hunt. Go on the hunt, man, or get beat up trying to get a better copy of Strife, number one. <laughs> hey, you had it coming. You were in the way. I, I was in the way. <laughs> But uh, say so we wrap it up with uh, one bad day, man. I think we both take point on this one, man. Let I me say, grab I that say, one real quick. Anyway, I forgot. One second. I say we. Uh... Hey, you gotta grab his book. Now, the thing about you grabbing the books that's not on hand is that the fact that this book is a little bit thicker. Uh, luckily, uh, our collections have gotten so good that uh, these thicker books that Black Label has been putting out is requiring using our uh, Silver Age bags and boards that'll fit and make it nice and cozy. So Mr. Tony Morales is back. I am. But uh, I was just telling the uh, minefielders here that, you know, these uh, Silver Age uh, bags and boards are fitting these ones nice and cozy because the current ones are... Toit. Just almost, not big enough, yeah. Uh, almost uncomfortably toit. Oh, yeah, especially for these uh, these number ones. Oh, but this cover, this, like, light and dark here, man, uh, didn't see any of the variants on this one, but uh, I'm liking the, the standards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think they came out with any variant covers on these at all. There, there always, there's always like three of them, and like uh, the standards have always, uh, art wise, in terms of form of composition, uh, the standards of like the best, like the uh, up close of um, uh, Catwoman with the mm-hmm. blue background, way better than any of the other variants. Uh, the veined out Bane. That was the standard, way yeah. better than the variants. Um, like, uh, I ended up having to get, like, a uh, variant of Penguin, and 
I hate this cover, man. Like, the second I find, like, the the standard, I'm getting it, man. I just, it just doesn't sit right in my stomach. But uh, we've got Rayshon. This is the second print. I've never heard a woman before. Okay. Slam. <laughs> but you're not wrong but uh yeah let's uh, take point man yeah no, I mean, we got uh like i said batman one bad day the final one in the set freaking uh, written by tom taylor hold on this Race burns. Out Google number one before we get too into this we've been looking into this for a year and now the ending is mm-hmm. like this burns man like one Dark Knight ending, I barely noticed it, but this one ending, uh, this series, this is almost, the, like, if the ending of uh, Tinian's run mm-hmm. hurt, this one, if that was a 10, I'd say this is a solid 6.5, like, let's go get a beard and, like, not talk about it, and stare into our drink for an hour, because... Yeah. It's funny though too because I remember really like the the Riddler version of this I really didn't care for but freaking ever since the every other issue has been superb. Super. Really enjoy the rest the remainder of these. The boss freaking was like stalk up on these freaking these freaking books yeah. man. The boss was like these are gonna go. That That's true. Guy. We have to go see the boss this weekend. Shoot. The boss. Ah, uh, the boss. Yeah. Hope he's there. Yeah, hope so too. But yeah, no, we uh, we started out with a, a young Rachel Ghoul. Like they're they're burning like these uh pillagers have come in and they're destroying his village and he's running. And freaking Yeah, as the uh, as they as this guy is gonna kill him. He ends up being they end up attacking and attacked by these wolves. And freaking you know, they save Rachel Ghoul's life. You know, we kind of come back to present day, and he's in the Lazarus pit being reborn. And there's Talia to greet him, telling him he's safe and loved. And freaking Rachel Ghoul is once he kind of regained his sanity from being reborn. You know, he goes in, uh, he gets dressed and goes to see a, a, a doctor or a vet. And one of the wolves, like obviously not the same one, at least I'd assume, um, was, uh, you know, is dying from cancer. And we see that that other side of Rachel Gould, the one that, you know, loves, you know, he's, and, you know, Rachel Gould is basically an eco terrorist because he freaking. He's just fighting to keep the planet alive. And he, he sees a bigger picture than what uh, how he sees what the Batman sees. Batman's trying to protect people and he's trying to protect the entire planet, which includes, you know, he's just willing to go farther as far as killing people to save the planet. You know, it's a little bit of sacrifice for the overall good of everybody. A hundred percent. And one of the my most favorite uh, bits of... Uh movie trivia or quotes like you can't see more than five minutes in front of your face mm-hmm. and Rachel Ghoul is seeing thousands of years 
like he's got a greater grasp on the human condition where uh, I feel like do you feel that he thinks the detective and I love that he refers to him as the detective uh, by the mm-hmm. way um, just can't see the bigger picture like like he just is trying to save Gotham trying to uh I, I don't imagine that Rachel Ghoul has any interest in any of uh Bruce's uh work with Justice League or you know, trying to save the planet like as a whole, like from some huge, you know, dark seed, you know, doom threatening planet threat. Um do you feel that he is trying to pursue a message in this? I definitely think he definitely wants. He'd, he'd definitely rather have Batman on his side than against him. Of course, because I think that's what it is. I think he gets it. Like he gets, he understands who and what Batman is, but he just doesn't. Like I said, he sees a bigger picture than Batman does. While Batman's trying to protect his city and everybody in it, Rachel Ghoul is willing to understand that people sometimes have to be, you know. Sacrificed for the greater good. You get a cold. Uh, you get a call. Yeah, he's yeah. For all the times that Batman saved the world, freaking Rachel Ghoul's trying to preserve the world for future generations. Now, it, before we get too far into this, uh, his mother, who is looking to, well, we just finished the story, um, mm-hmm. Lazarus Planet. Uh. I was wanting to know your uh, idea of having a son and knowing what you understand as what's important to save the planet or to just keep a good family homestead going um, if you had an evil mother. Like, 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 honestly, like, I, I... Interesting, he's trying to save the planet while his mother wants to not really destroy it, but cleanse it. And he's, Raish is like doing everything he can because as we get further into the story, we get how integral to his plan that Damien is, which confuses Mm -hmm. me. Like, you're going to kill the detective but you're going to keep the boy. Oh, yeah, that's his blood. That's his grandson. Yeah. Like, who else would you want to save the world for? Like, who would you save the world for other than your family? Agreed. That's why I asked. So while he respects while he respects Batman, Batman's not blood. No, he's not. No, he's not. But, yeah, no, he... That's why I asked, sorry. No, you're good. Yeah, no, and we see like you, you see the emotion in Rage for a change, where like where he's, you know, the wolf is dying from cancer, and Rage decides to put him down himself. But like he's literally like sitting here, you know, dealing with this because he's watched people he's he's loved die, parents, wives, children, but now he's watching an entire species die because this is the last of this wolf's uh, breed. I wanted to interrupt your story here because there's something in my uh, 
bookmarking here is um my cat that died like four years ago. Mm-hmm. A couple years ago, we were helping a, uh, a Fed owner uh, move out of his house. And before we moved out, uh, he fed us and uh, we had some hot dogs and a handshake. And uh, Buddy uh, Slick was like, oh, you like cats? And I was like, yeah, I lost my cat two years ago. I would kill everyone in this room for my cat back. And he's like, damn. I'm like, yeah, um, I mean it. And uh, when uh, she got sick, took her to the vet. And uh, they they recognized me. And uh, she's in pain. Is she going to make it? Well, Maybe. She's in a lot of pain. She had uh, what you thought happened. Uh, hernia, not hernia, uh, hematoma or something like that. A blood oh, clot. Okay. A blood clot that... Yeah, hematoma, that, subdermal. Effectively rendered her little back legs, like, ineffectual. And, oh, jeez. Uh, and I was like, okay, it's in her spine, just like it read. And she's like, yeah. Is she in pain? Yes. And... Uh, can you fix it? And they're like, no. And we also found a huge, uh, she's got stomach cancer. Is she in pain? Yeah. We can put her down. We'll give you some time. No, now. Is she in pain? Yep. Now. No, no, we'll give you some time. No, now. Now. <laughs> she's in pain. Well, this one's going to do... Just now. She's hurting. And mm-hmm. uh, I really related to Hello, Old Friend. Is uh, I can tell, like, uh, the insinuation is that the, the wolf that he found in captivity was descended from the wolves that helped save him. He saw it in the yeah. eyes. He saw it in the eyes, man. And I saw, it in, I saw it in my cat's eyes. She was hurting. Well, we'll give you time. No, now. Well, you need time to know now. You get you, you gotta do it, and it's yeah. it sucked. <laughs> now I didn't take the race approach and actually do the freaking the needle, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, I this really struck uh, a chord like listening to Led Zeppelin for the first time, man. And well. He's like leaning in. She gave me a kiss, and just like this wolf did, and there was no calming me down. Yeah. And I know it was just a cat, uh, but it wasn't a cat to me, man. And this wasn't just a wolf to him. And now he's got to be strong handling the League of Assassins. And uh, forgive me for that um, little uh, side trip there. But, uh, that's what, when I read this book, I might be reading it different from you. Okay. Does that make sense? I could could definitely see where people get different takes from it. But, like, uh, the way that he is trying to, you know, call a herd and then, um... Anything you got from that? Other, than, uh, I'm not trying to dig too deep. I'm, I'm an Indian man. I'm just like uh, that. This, this, like, uh, 
Him putting the, the wolf down, man, really messed me up, man. Because there was no calming me down. Yeah. But uh, we get to the the, you know, the yacht. Mm-hmm. Like, like, what a different, stark difference, man. Like, uh, it, do you know these guys, or are these just, like, uh, freaking uh, unique to the story? Not just, I think they're unique to the story. At least as far as I know off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't know Mr. Edwards and his son, you know, but they, uh, they're tycoons, as it were. But, yeah, uh, you know. This, this whole yacht gets attacked by Ration's people, League of Assassins, and they end up, you know, murdering the son in front of his father, and then drowning the father inside into the uh, inside the pool, and then making it look like an accident, and uh, taking down the entire boat. You know, only to have Batman and Robin go after it. Because he says, uh, what did he say specifically? He says, we can't leave evidence behind. We can't risk raising the suspicions of the authorities, or worse, the detective. Well. But yeah, now we go to Batman and Robin. Turns out this guy was the, uh, the owner and CEO of Rock's Core. And on top of him, there's been a, a petroleum, uh, a guy that owned petroleum. He fell skiing, and another guy that was a media mogul had a stroke. And a bunch of high-profile corporate deaths in a short amount of time. You know, there's a pattern, and you know, we're going to go find it. So they find the uh, the remnants of the boat in the ocean. And Batman finds a gun with two missing bullets in it. And they end up going to the coroner. And it turns out they find chlorine in the uh, the old man's lungs. So Batman knows that he drowned in the pool, not in the ocean. So uh, Batman takes on his Bruce Wayne persona. And meets with a woman named Julia Edwards. Who uh, basically inherited the company. After the death of the old man and his son. And she doesn't want it. Mm-mm. Her whole plan is to make it a, a better, more ecologically friendly um, company. And when that comes out, freaking uh, Bruce asks if she happens to know a man named Rachel Ghoul. <laughs> And she's like, no, but I do know his daughter, Talia. She's a great friend and advisor. And apparently they've been speaking about the future. Which confuses me. If they're great friends, how does she not who know who Bruce is? You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. Well, she knows who she knows who Bruce is. She, I don't know if she necessarily knows Talia's connection to Bruce. As Batman, but even then, like this dude that just like shows up. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. But I mean, they're probably, they're probably friends. They probably met socially. I would assume by the, uh, you know, the body language and their conversation, like they know each other. Do you think Tolly freaking, do you think Tolly would give up the, uh, identity of the bat? No, 
Because at the end of the day, there's nothing in it for her to do so. Right. But yeah, now on the next page, we find out that Talia knows that uh, Bruce paid a, a visit to Julia. And Raish isn't even surprised by this. It just means he's got to move his plan forward substantially quicker. And next thing you know, he's in the Batcave with Batman and Damien. You know, and he ends up freaking... Actually, he's just in there with Damien. Bruce hasn't gotten back yet, but yeah, he, of Damien. course, makes it back in time. You know, and Bruce ends up, you know, they end up having, putting a blade to Damien's neck while Batman's fighting his way through the assassins. You know, they end up having a, uh, you know, a, an ethics conversation or a confrontation, really. 100% ethics. I love it. Keep going. That's great. 100%. Yeah. You know, and you know, while, you know, Raish is talking about how Batman's willing to save everybody, Raish is, you know, his whole thing is that he wants, he's willing to sacrifice the few to protect the many. You know, I'm talking about, you know, killing people that will kill animals and taking out corporations that are going to destroy the planet. And that's basically what the whole plan is, is to remove the people in charge of these companies and, you know, basically replace them with people that will take better care of the, uh, the planet. And, you know, while they're having this philosophical debate, Raish ends up putting a uh, sword through Batman right in front of Damien. Scimitar. Full-fledged scimitar. That's meant to do irreparable damage. Nope. And before Batman dies, he makes his son promise that he'll never kill. And he promises. And he turns around and looks at his grandfather and is like, you know, if I didn't, you know, if not for the fact that I just made this promise, you wouldn't be breathing right now. And he says this while wearing the, his father's cowl. Well, 100% so hard-hitting, but I, I need you to rewind like three pages. Now, the scimitar goes in, and Damien... Mm, and he goes... He doesn't go feral. He goes full-fledged understanding. Now... Uh, this is one of the reasons why I complain about Hulk comic books, where the action doesn't make sense. It's just pound, pound, pound. Where am I supposed to look? But mm-hmm. the the backwards headbutt, jumping into the into the air, over his bound hands to get him behind his back. Like like. That that is some martial arts mastery, man. Like to free his yeah. arms, he freed his arms. That like that bit of freaking action. You're you're not. Well, his hands were behind his back and flipped him into the front. Yeah, like that. Uh, the action, man. Like uh, I remember just rewinding on that one, man. And yeah, he's wearing the cowl. You're not supposed to kill, like, 
I imagine that this is probably going to be the last time that we're ever going to see Damien cry again until uh, some writer uh, doesn't have any more good ideas and cheats us and Damien cries again, but Damien in the background wearing the cow. You were right, man. They're over the robin. But we got a freaking uh, Ratio Ghouls company taking over everything, making everything better. We we get more assassinations, and we get the uh, hunters that are just hunting for sport, not for meat, not for sus- uh, sustaining themselves. And then we get. Uh, I, I I want your opinion on this, man. Like Ratio Ghouls just owning it. And we turn the page and we get to the Lazarus Pit with Brucey. Yeah, we end up, like I said, he ends up t- taking out the, there's a list of the top 30 richest people on the planet and yeah. what they're doing. And it basically becomes a hit list. And we end up finding out that uh, Batman's been dead for three months. At this point, before he gets revived in the Lazarus Pit. Any uh, reports in your memory of how long it takes Rache to come back? Oh, it definitely doesn't take that long, but freaking, it's just that apparently it took him three months to, I don't know if it took him three months to find a pit, or freaking, they had, like, if Rache had taken the body and Damien had to get it back. Just for one dousing, I get, I get it, yeah. Yeah. But we find out the uh, everybody that was on that list has been, you know, murdered. And Raish has killed them all and replaced them with people he felt were more uh, more apt to handle things. And Batman just goes outside and freaking puts he puts the cowl back on, goes outside, and him and Raish have a a fight with the Scimitars. Very reminiscent of how I feel they're uh, I think I believe their first Battle was definitely something similar with Batman on the mountain. With the cowl on, but no, you know, shirt and race in a similar attire. And, you know, as they fight, freaking, you know, race decides, you know, he needs to go to the one place the detective won't find him. And he ends up throwing himself off the cliff. And he ends up dying in the snow at the bottom of the uh, at the under you know at the bottom of the mountain until the story starts anew and he's revived yet again in a Lazarus pit. And Talia's sitting there with a with what I believe would be a wolf cub. Very similar, same eyes. Yeah, and everything says uh, you know. He asks if the detective. He asks if the detective stays silent, and Tally just responds with everything's going according to plan. And at the end of it, it's Raish holding the wolf cub, you know, thinking to himself, "I'm 700 years old, and I'm no longer terrified. So whatever's about to happen is going to be something particularly interesting." I was thinking a bit more of uh, how they might be integrating these this into like 
normal cannon. <laughs> He's executed his story. Um, we've ended the Lazarus planet. Um, maybe this might be his actual like return. Just for a bit. And they reference back. And I love the fact that she's got the wolf. Because uh, why not bring back the the, you know, the wolf cub for him? And because he unso- unceremoniously died uh, in... Was it Joker? Or was it... um det- It was a uh, detective? It's been a little bit. Yeah. But, um... Integrating this into uh, normal canon, I I hope they do. I hope we get that wolf. But uh, solid story to me, man. Like uh, Damien getting broken, watching the mm-hmm. dad die. Freaking! I don't understand how this was one bad day for Rachel Ghoul. Yeah. And maybe it's the fact that he's lived so long that maybe, you know, maybe every day is a bad day or maybe no, there are no bad days. Yeah, this one was a, it was a solid story, man. It's just freaking, I'm not, I'm also not quite sure how it constitutes as a bad day. Definitely a bad day for Batman. Yeah. Three months in a Lazarus pit. I imagine he just needed sleep. And I'm not trying to be funny. Nah, maybe. I don't I don't know how the I don't know how the Lazarus pit works. Like if it just instantaneously heals. Or if it's something that once you're in there it does take time to heal everything before you come out. That's what I got for this week, man. Nice, man. Me, um, me too. I think I'm about good to go on this one. Yeah. It's your turn, man. All right. Well, as you all know, this has been Minefields. This is dangerous. This transmission is over. Buy the t-shirts. Buy tickets. Buy the tickets. <laughs> <laughs>